0: That's B-O-D-I dot com. Real Moms of Bravo. Real Moms of Bravo. Real Moms of
1: Bravo. Real Moms of Bravo. bravo.
2: We are ready to dive right in and break down this week's Bravo, but just a little uh, production note. We have talked about Salt Lake City. We could talk about it forever, uh, but we are not going to recap it. So go listen to our Patreon episode, which is free. We made it free for everyone to get to see What Real Moms of Bravo uh, are like on Patreon. We also talked about it with Kate Casey on her show that's now live. If you check out our Instagram stories, we link to it. So we figured you've heard a lot of uh, our hot takes on Salt Lake City. We will go ahead and skip it for this week's recap. And we are diving in with Southern Charm. And, I mean, the great debate of 2020 that we didn't think we needed. uh, Toenail clippers or fingernail clippers, Vanessa?
1: How about just nail clippers?
2: (laughs) There's something I agree. Like toenail, I like immediately agreed with Craig. Toenails are just – the idea of like toes, feet grosses me out. I know that you can use them on your fingers and your toes. I clip my toenails and my fingers as well. But yeah, I think – I just call them nail clippers.
1: Yeah, I don't (laughs) – that made me laugh. I was like, how about just nail clippers? And honestly, those two – I almost could just watch a show of those two living together, which I know you said last week, but the more I watch it, I'm like the more it's actually a little bit more entertaining than the rest of the episode, sadly.
2: Uh, I kind of agree. I think that – I think love is too good for the show. And I think the highlight was watching just like Craig and Austin interact with one another and like basically be an old married couple while living together. And it was so funny, like complaining about the shoes. I like looked at my husband. I'm like, mm, I complain about that too. But then he, his response back is my husband always says, I have the smaller closet. So he claims like his shoes don't fit all in there. But like Craig was like, I don't have a closet. Like I was literally like watching my marriage on TV. Oh, and apparently I'm Austin, 100%. which sucks. Are you Austin or Craig? I'm definitely
1: Austin. Kyle, yeah. like, will complain and say I took over his closet, like, when we first moved in because my closet, we have two different closet spaces and our master closet's not going to guest bedroom not going to go into that because i that be <laughs> not going to go into that tangent, but it's bigger. So when we first moved in our house, it's like, you can have that closet. Well, at an inconvenience, I've moved a lot of stuff in, quote, his closet, and that's been a point of contention. So I feel like all people with roommates who love each other, married or not, living with your partner, boyfriend, girlfriend, whatever, I think you all can relate to that conversation.
2: Yeah. No, I totally – I mean, it just – I thought that was extremely relatable. Um, I will also say – And watching Leva, I do think she's too good for the show. As I said earlier, I think she is just uh, very well educated. She is mature. And honestly, she's like, I think she's doing this to bring more attention to people who have a diverse background and don't necessarily fit in in the city that they're living in. And I think that's amazing. I think it's going to get a little bit overshadowed by all the other drama. And I think there's going to be moments where it's like really nice to see that. But I just think that the rest of the cast might not really support that and appreciate the storyline as much as the rest of the world. But I will say, I think Leva needs to meet Reza.
1: They'd be best friends. It would be incredible. I'm hoping if they do another one of those Bravo happy hours, that that's where they could kind of come together. If they haven't already, if Reza hasn't already reached out to Leva.
2: Um, yeah, I completely agree. So, and like Reza's just, he, I mean, he is a Bravo fan even though he's on the show like he knows every other series so he probably has reached out to her uh but also one thing i wanted to point out and i really don't want to talk about pringle too much because i don't think he is one attractive two exciting and three i don't understand like why he thinks he can just go after madison because she's hot well she's madison is currently dating austin but he said that he and his sister are really close they're 15 months apart and they're irish twins i just wanted to let you know to for everyone out there listening, that is not Irish twins. My kids are 16 months apart. And I remember someone said, oh, they're Irish twins. And I asked my nurse after I had my kid, I'm like, is that true? I thought Irish twins were 12 months. And she's like, no, it's definitely 12 months. So apparently, if they're 18 months or less, some people call those Texas twins Because you have to be as strong as Texas to get through it. But I'm just saying they're not Irish twins. It really bugged
1: me. I was like, you're not Irish twins. (laughs) I'm just dying that we're having this conversation. Like, those are the things that bug me. I've never heard of the term Texas twins. I don't.
2: I don't think Texas twins is like – I think it literally like five nurses like use that term. I don't think it's like
1: – I've never heard anyone else tell me that. Except but the people in Texas. I guarantee people yeah. in Texas, if you're listening, <laughs> oh, you're you right. probably have know that term and you probably use it in your everyday conversation.
2: <laughs> if that's true, if, in your list, if you're from Texas and you're listening and you're like, oh, yeah, we say Texas twins for 18 months, DM me. I'm dying to know. Like I think that would be kind of fun to start calling my kids Texas twins even though I don't live in Texas. But – um yeah, I was just kind of like, all right, Pringle, Like, I don't think you're cute. Everyone's talking about who's hot. I'm like, meh, I don't, I don't see it. And then you don't even know the right phrases for you and your sister. So I'm just – I'm over him. I'm not a fan.
1: Yeah, I mean, coming after someone who's already in a relationship, I don't blame Austin for eventually getting pissed as we see in later episodes. But I just – I don't – his – I don't get – he doesn't really jive well with the cast. It feels really forced – Feels like a last minute add in. He's like, oh, cool. Like, I can probably pick up some chicks from being on the show. Like, I feel like I can see Shep pitching the show to him and be like, dude, you're single. You can, it's, there's going to be so yeah. many girls. Like, you, we could just have fun and shoot beers, and Bravo pays for it. Like, that's how I picture yeah. this pitch from Shep coming together. <laughs> so I'm just kind of like, hmm. I don't really care for you. Like you're not that interesting. You seem a little entitled in a low key manner.
2: Very entitled, such a bro in such a bad way. Like not even like a funny bro that you can make fun of. Like just, no, I really, I don't, I don't like it at all. And I just feel like it's so like misogynistic to go in and be like, oh, I see that hot girl. I'm going to make her mine. Like what's so special about you that you think that like, just because you see a girl That's hot that you automatically can like go after her. I don't know. I just think it's rude. And I feel like what he said, he doesn't fit in with the other guys. He's awkward as fuck. Like I just, I'm not a fan. So uh, that's my hot take on. He is Gaston. From Beauty and the Beast. <gasps> he is Gaston. That's our okay. We're gonna make a side-by-side. That's the poll. He is Gaston. Oh my gosh. I my 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 mind is blown like blown right now.
1: Thank you, my daughter Mia, for her newfound obsession with Beauty and the Beast and that being fresh in my mind. But he's Gaston.
2: He yeah, you're so I'm so jealous that you're watching Beauty and the Beast. My kids won't watch the actual like animated. We have to watch like the old school. We have to watch like Toy Story, Monsters, Inc. stuff.
1: Oh, no. She loves it. And it's really sweet because Beauty and the Beast is my favorite Disney picture. So I've told her that. And she says, oh, and you watched this when you were little. Like she likes that I watched it when I was little. It's really, really, so really sweet. sweet. It's pretty sweet. But i right. going to Leva's party. I Okay, just going to say this as a brown girl who grew up in a predominantly white area, I could relate to everything that she was saying and I really, really appreciated it. I love too that she wanted to have this party to share this part of her culture. Before I got married – and i kind of feel like i need to do this more often but anyhow before i got married i did a taste of the dominican cuz my family's from the dominican republic for my friends since i was having a destination wedding in the dominican republic and just wanted to share more of my culture with them and it's not something i feel like you see sprinkles of that in me and my everyday friendships and personal friendships but i just wanted to share it more so i love that she was doing that i could totally relate to that and her i feel like her like life story is me. I could relate to so much of that.
2: I think all of us need to do more of that. Like if there's a part of your heritage that you're proud of, I mean, I don't think anyone, I shouldn't say I don't think anyone, it's hard to find someone who's like, I'm a hundred percent Italian. I'm a hundred percent Irish. Like there are those people out there, but I think they're few and far between because everyone kind of has, you know, created this amazing melting pot together. But I think there are parts of our background that like, some people suppress for whatever reason. And so I love seeing people embrace pieces of their culture. And even if you're like 25% you know, Dominican and you're like, hey, I want to celebrate that, do it. I think it's so fun. I think we all need to do more of that.
1: I think a lot of that too. And I'm thinking I could see Lava like already being different enough. I think it's as a kid, you don't want to point out those differences. So you try to blend in. So I could yeah. see like, I mean, I – never fully celebrated that as a child just because I was trying to fit in with everyone else and didn't – not that anyone I don't think would have thought I was necessarily weird, but, you know, kids are assholes. It was different. Yeah. It would have –
2: kids are jerks and it would have opened up questions. It's kind of like one of those things when you're little, you want to fit in with everyone. So what do you do? You have a pizza night and have friends over. No one's like, oh, I'm having – like for me, I'm Polish. I'm not like, oh, I'm going to have a pierogi night. People are like, what the fuck's a pierogi? I don't want to go there. I want to have pizza. I'm going to go to so-and-so's house. And so I think there's, like, this sense of, like, I want people to want to hang out with me when you're little. And so I think, like, yeah, as you're an adult, I just thought it was really cool that she went all in on it. Everyone dressed up. I love that she said just, you know, go over the top, but don't come in looking like Jasmine. I just thought it was, like, funny the guidance she gave everyone. I really appreciate Leva. I just don't know... Like, I don't know how she's going to fit in with the rest of the cast because, like, at this dinner, she shared that wonderful story. And then immediately we're like, oh, Thomas got a girl pregnant. I'm like, and my love of story is now getting overshadowed.
1: Yeah. Well, and the conver- that conversation, Catherine's monotoneness in that delivery, to me, it felt, like, really staged. Uh,
2: there's no way she just got a text sitting at that dinner that her lawyer happened to confirm it that night. It was so staged. And then she was like, I found a posit- positive pregnancy test in his house. He said it wasn't his. I had been hearing rumors that he was going to an OBGYN office with a woman who was clearly showing.
1: But she never thought it was true. Like, come on. I, Catherine. Yeah, I mean. Girl. Girl. I will say, one thing I will give Catherine props on, I do appreciate her fashion. Oh, I, I agree. She, I like, appreciate is, it. She yeah. brings it. I don't always love everything she does, but I, I enjoy. It's like a different take from a lot of the different Bravo celebrities. It's attainable fashion, I guess. Is how I'd put it. It's not quite. Yeah, uh, she's like a- it's not Dorit, where you're like, well, oh, I can't afford that. But some of the things she does with her makeup and just even her hairstyling, I feel like you know, if I really wanted to replicate it, I could maybe do it. <laughs>
2: Dorit's like runway, right? You know, it's like not every day what you do. And then Catherine, I feel like, is a little bit more retail and like what you could see every day. Like, I can't replicate Dorit's hair because I don't have a glam squad and a million hair extensions and different pieces. But like for Catherine, yeah, I probably could replicate some of her looks on my own. So that's a good point. I think she is like a little bit more... Approachable fashion
1: and makeup. So, and we mean uh, that no shade, no shade. Yeah, no, in a, the best, that best way possible. Shady. <laughs> when yeah. you buy retail, I think it sounds very, sh- it could sound a little shady, no shade.
2: Yeah, no shade intended. I'm not saying like she's like Walmart. I'm saying she's like Nordstrom. I could go in and like I could put together that look and re- look really nice for Dorit, Like half the stuff Dorit wears, you can't even buy. You have to know designer. So, and that's the beauty of Dorit, But like I, I agree. I like that part of Catherine. So, uh, the only other thing I will say, Man, these boys in Charleston, they all were ordering, like, a beer, a cocktail, and then they all order a shot, which, if I'm 25, 26, maybe 28, not that surprising, but, like, Austin's 32, Craig is 42. Oh,
1: Craig's
2: not 42, Craig. I'm sorry, no, uh, Shep is 42. Uh, But, like,
1: Whitney's 52. That's disgusting. Okay, Whitney's 52, I was looking this up last night because I was like blown away and I was tempted to even post a picture of all their ages just so everyone could be as shocked as me. So Pringle is what, 42, they said? 42. Or he was at the time of filming. 42. Austin's 32. I'm not sure how old Craig is. I think he's... I think he's approaching 30 if he's not already.
2: For me, he's like forever 27 years old, which I think might have been like what he was the season he broke
1: up with Naomi. So he's 31. So Craig is 31. Okay, Shep just turned 40, and then you have Whitney, who's fucking 52! Whitney really isn't on the show this year, though. I think he's going to
2: pop in to, like, slowly... Honestly, he's only on so we can still get Patricia. Because with him gone, the Patricia connection is weird.
1: And he's a producer of the show. Like, he pitched the show. He's kind of yeah. behind, more so behind the scenes. But, I, damn, those... that Whatever he's doing, though, he looks good. I'm sure he's getting some sort of the Patricia treatment done to his face. But he looks oh, good. Oh, yeah.
2: For 52. Well, okay. I think there's going to be a fallout with Patricia and Madison. Did you, like pick up on her saying sometimes it's a little like, like, um, the conversations get a little bit aggressive. She mentioned how she liked that ring that Patricia has. And Patricia's like, well, you're never going to get that dating Austin. And then since then there's been some posts and it was, um, if you go to comments by Bravo celebs and we can post this post as well. Something about how, you know, Patricia really like Austin said that, Someone commented that Madison's only on the show because of Austin. She used Austin for the show. Then Patricia was like, I was the one who got her on there. And then Austin like basically called her out and said, yeah, come on the show and wash my hair. Uh, hold, I got to find this guy. I found, found this- it.
1: No, I found it. So yeah. Patricia says, not true. I tried years to get her on. She was was at many Southern Charm events invited by me. If you have it open, do you want to be Austin? And then, then I'm Patricia.
2: <laughs> okay. So then Austin said at Patricia, and ultimately on the show because of whom. And Patricia
1: then says, at Austin, because I convinced her.
2: Then Austin says, at Patricia, I'm legitimately laughing out loud about this conversation. Come on the show and wash my hair. I swear I'll be different than Thomas and Landon and Cooper and Catherine and Ashley.
1: Woo-hoo.
2: I think there's some resentment there between Austin and Patricia, obviously. But I think Madison and Patricia are possibly having a little bit of a falling out, and we're going to see it this season.
1: I think you're right. And I mean, I don't, I I enjoy a lot of feuds on Bravo, but I don't know that I really care for an Austin Patricia feud.
2: (laughs) No, next. I'm like over it already, but I just thought it was worth pointing out that like there's something brewing there. And that comment about the conversations with Patricia are sometimes, I don't know if she said intense or aggressive, but she just suggested that like she doesn't, it gets a little bit uncomfortable basically. And I think that's like production kind of giving us a wink that. We're about to see something happen there. But anyway, that is Southern Charm in a nutshell. I really feel like I was actually talking to a couple of friends last night and they're like, I'm just not into this season. And I was like, well, I'm going to keep watching it to recap it. But if I didn't have to do recaps, I I don't know if I'd keep watching. I'm kind of at this point where I I just don't think it's going to be a great season. And I already see that like what's going to happen with Pringle and Madison And I think I would love to see more Leva. I think she's kind of going to get pushed aside with this like baby mama drama and all this other stuff. I agree.
1: Well, Orange County.
2: All right. Orange (laughs) County, like going from bad to worse. Um, (laughs) I'm just going to put this out there. KD Smelly, we kind of go back and forth on what we're calling her, is the absolute worst friend in the world. If you are close with someone and they confide in you and let you know that they are no longer drinking and other people are like, oh, I would go to an AA meeting. She's like, I'm not going to do that. That sounds terrible. Uh, I'm not, a, you know, I'm not a quitter, which are like how insensitive I'm not a quitter. So now you're saying that Bronwyn's a quitter because she recognized she has a disease and probably shouldn't keep drinking. And then as they were like shopping, as they got done putting on the wedding dresses, which I thought was kind of like a sweet moment, they're leaving and K- KD, I almost said her name, turns to Bronwyn and says, want to go
1: get drinks? Like, what the fuck is wrong with you? She's selfish. selfish. That's all I want to – that's all the time I want to give her. And I will say I'm kind of surprised and a little disappointed in the women's lack of support with Bronwyn. Like, I feel like they all think she has, like, a hidden agenda with saying she's an alcoholic. I don't know what that is and, like, what you would truly benefit from that. But I like that Elizabeth was at least, like, I feel like we should support her. Yeah. Yeah.
2: I love that Elizabeth I, – I love what she said, that she was kind of like, I would go to a meeting with her. I get it. I also am pleasantly surprised that Gina was even like, hey, like thanks. I'm, I thought it was a little weird that the way that Brahma wanted to say I'm sorry was like, come to a meeting with me because I feel like that's kind of like personal and if you've had a rocky road with someone. But I think it was like her way of like, look, I want you to see how serious I'm taking this and that when I say – I've had problems in the past with drinking. Like, it truly is a problem. This isn't just a storyline. And I I really respected and appreciated the way Gina responded and kind of just said, like, look, I'm not going to drink at your vow renewal. And she was like, you get a preview of her telling the girls, like, let's not drink. We can go one night without drinking. Like, I was really impressed by that. And I know they are right now not friends. But I will say in that moment, I was like, I'm kind of cheering for Gina and Bronwyn To be friends.
1: And I don't know. I mean, even if they're not friends, I hope there's just still, like, a level of respect. Like, you don't have to be best friends. But just, like, be kind and respect each other. Like, stop being mean girls. And Gina, girl. I'm going to start calling you out on your fashion. Giselle Jizzy from Potomac gets way too much slack. We're not – we're focused way too much on Giselle and we're missing on a lot of Gina things. It started with the hair extensions. It started – a lot of it's focused on her hair, that bleach blonde disaster. But what the fuck is that Fresh Prince hat you got on during that FaceTime with um, Emily? (laughs) She's at at Walmart. Yeah. Costco. Oh, my god. Goodness, yeah, she was at Walmart. Oh my gosh, what are you doing, girl? I think
2: I don't the hat. I can't speak for. I think some of her poor fashion choices that we're gonna see this season is because she's gained weight, and she probably hasn't invested in a new wardrobe, or she doesn't really even know how to
1: dress for her new body. She doesn't know how to do a lot of things. I'm just gonna say yeah. it. She doesn't know well, how she, to do. And a she lot didn't
2: of have the best style when she like was her previous. But I'm not, and I'm not judging her for gaining weight. I think. Like, it is a very real thing when you start dating someone that, like, you skip workouts to, like, go on dates and, like, you go out more and you drink more. And like, totally understand that. So – and I think she looks great. I just think she's not wearing the best fashion choices for it. I'm just
1: saying Giselle gets a lot of heat and Gina could yeah. probably take some off of her.
2: <laughs> um, I mean, that's really my thoughts on Orange County. I don't really have much else to say. Although – oh, Jacob. I do want to touch on Jacob. That I think it's really cool that the Bravo is highlighting – he doesn't know, like, he wants to become a, he wants to get into drag. He doesn't know if he's gay, if he's transgender, but he's just, and I think that's normal. It's not like you wake up one day and you're like, oh, I think I was supposed to be a girl, and now I'm going to start dressing like one. I think it's a slow journey and path, and I I love that they're portraying it so honestly. Couldn't agree more. Um, and obviously we love Jacob because we love Bronwyn. So that is Orange County in a nutshell. Potomac. Oh man, Portugal. I mean, wow. There's a lot to break down there. (laughs) There is. So let's start with Wendy sharing with everyone that I first of all think this is a very sweet story. She her dad was working at a fast food chain, and he was so excited to be promoted to manager that he said that he was going to name his daughter after that restaurant, and that is why his daughter is named Wendy.
1: It's really, I mean, when you say it like that, it sounds kind of comical, but it's actually it's a it's really endearing, it's yeah. a very endearing and sweet story. And I know she's said she didn't want to bring up the degrees, but she brought it up. But I just, I mean, Wendy's really proud of where she comes from and all of it, and I appreciate that in her. I mean, we kind of were talking earlier about with Southern Charm and Leva and like growing up as kids and like not being willing to be that forthcoming about where you're come from because of being fearful of kids being assholes. And I feel like Wendy probably was never that way. And I respect that a lot.
2: I agree. I, yeah, I, I I get, I think, yeah, I get why she keeps bringing up the degrees. It does get annoying, but at this point it's almost like a drinking game. Like I'm encouraging it because it's just giving us content basically to, to put out there. Uh, What did you think that – so I felt like this – I really enjoyed the dinner. I mean, it felt like it was – I felt like everyone for the most part was getting along or trying to get along or trying to get to a new place together. I really appreciated Robin's advice for Ashley about um, not blaming herself for Michael's infidelities. I just – I felt like it was coming from a place of like I did the exact same thing and I don't want you to go down the road I did.
1: Robin – well, and Karen – little clap you're doing yes. that thank you for calling out jizzy giselle on jamal i um, was like yeah. th- i could not agree more with everything that karen was saying and then i was surprised that one half of the green-eyed bandits decided to kind of i wouldn't say even turn on her friend but just call her out like she sees it and lo and behold we found out recently that robin still hasn't met jamal so that says everything i need to know about that relationship
2: Yeah, I mean, it's – I think it's – it's suspect. Something's going on. I can't figure out why Giselle would want to be in a relationship with someone who's never around. Like, it's very odd, but, hey, I guess it's somewhat working for her. I don't know.
1: And for her to FaceTime Jamal while in front of the group is, like, classic Potomac and, like, why these women are so enjoyable and I can't stop watching.
2: It was, I mean, it was hilarious. It's kind of like, oh, you don't, you never see him? Well, here he is on a phone. Like, okay, <laughs> yeah. not the face, point.
1: I was like dying. Like, she's like, you know, continuing to eat, like hardly making eye yeah. contact. She was like, hey. <laughs>
2: <laughs> I think she did just give him a hey. It wasn't even like a hi, Jamal. Like, it was just like, hey. Uh But then from this dinner, we, you know, the ladies are going back. They're exhausted. They've been traveling. And... Ashley's trying to get a hold of Michael and she can't. She calls the nanny and she's like, "Dean's really tired and Michael's not home yet." So then she calls Michael and he was like, "I was in a meeting. I was late." And I feel like I totally felt for her. Everything she was feeling. It's like your kid's schedules, it's just so important when they're young and it really you when you're a first-time mom, you obsess about the schedule more than you probably should. But you do. And it's like the one thing that you're like, that's the one constant, the one control I have. She leaves for one time and it's like Michael just completely disregards that. And I just felt so bad for her. I think every new mom's been in that spot.
1: It's a little bit of a trigger. I mean, it's, it's, it's something that you can control. And I think about myself with my first and, you know, my postpartum anxiety and uh, you immediately think of the worst if they're off their schedule, and then you're like, oh, then, then this is going to happen, and then I'm going to be off my breastfeeding, and then I'm not going to get any sleep, and I'm already here. And, like, uh, your mind starts to spiral, and I feel like that's what her mind was doing. But Michael, instead of being, like, an empathetic partner, was a complete dick, forgot what he said to her, that – he said something of – I don't remember. He hung verbatim. up on our- he yeah, I don't just like, remember I can't verbatim. This. Yeah, yeah, I don't remember verbatim, but he made it. it who's like, you, you're like overreacting, and you're like freaking out, and like even if that may be a little bit true, but but be a little bit more empathetic that your wife is going through something, and don't be a fucking dick. Ugh.
2: And he's well aware that she's been struggling with postpartum anxiety, so she probably has a lot of anxiety just leaving in general, and then you're gonna be a total dick to her. Like you said, she was being a little bit over dramatic. She later like admits that, that she overreacted. She didn't need to act like that. But in that moment, she was upset. And like, I think, like you said, like a good partner recognizes when you need to like call someone out and when you need to support them. And in that moment, she needed him to be like, I'm so sorry, I was running late. I'm gonna get home as fast as I can. And I'm gonna put Dean down and I'm gonna follow the schedule. I'm so sorry. That I think would have totally squashed it. And she would have been like, "Ah, so relieved. Instead, he hangs up on her and she's just crying saying like, I just wanna go home. I just, I broke my heart.
1: It broke my heart. Broke my heart. I appreciate on top of like, as someone who is speaking about Ashley, someone who's exclusively pumping. And I know Ashley's breastfeeding and pumping. I appreciate how she is trying to normalize these things on TV. She has her pump at the dinner table, which I was like dying and loving all at the same time. That She's like, all right, guys, just hold on. I'll be right back. I'm going to get my pump um i love that she came back to the table and she's like
2: what it's legal here i'm like is it illegal in st Saint- in the like the, the the states
1: it's not and i'm just like come on people like she's like covering it up like it's fine it's like it's you don't want to miss out and it's annoying when you have to sit by yourself for like a good 15 minutes and you're like i might as well just partake in the drama she missed out on that giant fight when she had to go to the bathroom now she's like i don't want to miss out on anything else So when – speaking
2: of missing the giant fight and then Monique asked her to give a statement of like how she perceived the events. But I'm kind of shocked that Ashley even gave a statement only because she missed all of it. She walked back in and Monique and Candace had already been separated. When do you think – when do you think she's actually going to tell Candace about this? Is it next episode? I mean they kind of hinted at it or are they going to like – is it going to be one of those like I have something to tell you and then it's a two-week continue? Yes, That. Yeah, that's what I think too. But it's I am going to be like the know. last
1: 10 minutes of next week's episode.
2: Yeah. I uh, this is this whole Candace Monique thing, I think it's really hard because I I do think there's something to provoking someone constantly and just like you do have to be mindful of your words um and your past behavior. And I guess oh, I forgot to Ashley's giving a statement also about the way Candace responded uh, at her, at Candace's house to Ashley with the knife. And I think it's trying to show a history of provoking, uh, to put it politely. But I, I don't know. I just feel like – I think I feel for Ashley. She's in a tough spot. You want to support a friend. Monique does not, I think, deserve to go to jail. Candace thinks she does. So it's kind of like that, okay, I don't want my friend being away from her kids. But then at the same time, it's like you're putting yourself in the middle of a very messy argument that turned into a physical
1: very messy and we found out that we are getting an in-person reunion if wrapped up yesterday andy said the ladies really bring it and i feel like andy always like hypes things up but i truly believe it because the women have been bringing it this season and they always do but it was 11 hours so i just i just can't wait
2: yeah it's it's a lot it's it's a lot to take in. I, I'm surprised it wasn't more than 11 hours. I honestly felt like it could have been like – didn't he say that Beverly Hills was like
1: 13 hours on Zoom? Oh, yeah. I mean, I listened to his recent interview with Danny Pellegrino, and he was even saying how exhausted and how bad that reunion was. Like He said he was angry,
2: which I thought was interesting because, like you said, Andy always hypes it up. He's never like, oh, it was – you know, it will be like, it was okay. He's like, I was angry. And I think he was angry because Denise wasn't giving at the time of day and, like, really wasn't answering. Like, the point of the reunion is to answer the questions. And especially after Atlanta's Zoom reunion was so good, which he did also comment on with Danny Pellegrino, I think he had high hopes for Beverly Hills. But, no, I'm excited that they're, they're going to do an in-person uh, reunion for Potomac. I think it's what we need. But I'm also hearing a lot of rumors that Candace is not coming
1: back. I don't She's believe been, it. I feel like I well, chatter, and it wouldn't be surprised if it came from Monique's camp.
2: It could be. I mean, she does have a lot of people that put stuff out there. The one thing I would think is interesting is I feel like it rarely works when you give Bravo an ultimatum, when you're like, I'm not I'm not going to stay on the show if this person comes on, if it's people already established. Now, you might say, like, if you bring someone new in, I'm not going to do it. And then they might consider not bringing that person in, which we're going to probably reference this interview a lot. Andy said about Nicolette Sheridan that he's like, I, it would be hard to bring her in because it would piss off. Somebody who's already been there for a few years. But from what we've heard, Candace has said that she will not be on the show if Monique's on it. And I don't know if they're willing to fire Monique over it. And they might just say, if that's how you feel, then you might need a walk. I don't know. That's the only way I could see it being true. And I, But I, ultimately, at the end of the day, what else is Candace going to do to make money?
1: Exactly. So that's I don't. that's why I don't believe it. I feel like it's just her – just kind of probably using it as the maneuver to negotiate. If I had to guess, probably.
2: Uh, but anyway, I mean, this Potomac trip. There's going to be funny little jokes and pranks. We're going to laugh. We're going to definitely see some drama happen. Uh, and I'm sure there'll be some moments that are, like are touching as well. So I just, again, great episode. Ba- a balanced episode. We laughed. We our heartstrings were tugged for Ashley, and you know we saw previews of what's to come. And I think. It's going to be good. Um, so that really wraps up this week and brings us to our show. Out. Out. <laughs> <laughs> we need like a sound effect for the shout out. We got music
1: now. We got Next music. We'll do, Next we'll do shout out It'll music. It'll probably be a year before we start adding like little music in our podcast. But we found out, we like forgot. It's been two years since the birth of Real Moms of Bravo. Happy birthday to us, but we couldn't continue to do this without the support of you, the listener. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for giving us a review, a written review, for following us on Instagram, if you do so, for participating on Patreon. If you do so, just thank you so much for your support because it keeps us motivated and it keeps us going. If we were doing this for two years and haven't had much growth, I don't know that We wouldn't be around. Our husbands would be like, okay, (laughs) you can't continue to do this and say, like, spend all this time on Bravo and invest all this money on Bravo. You can't continue to do this. But we are continuing to do this because of your support and your love. And I'm just so grateful and very humbled by it on a daily basis.
2: I completely agree. I want to echo all of that. And I just think it's kind of like, crazy when we think about we posted a day like how it started and how it's going and it is weird to think that like if someone would have told us when we were in college or even like those you know first couple of years out of college where we were sitting in a bar talking about bravo that like oh you guys are going to have a podcast and an instagram with a pretty decent following and you're going to be connected to all these people i would be like okay one like i don't even know if i had instagram at that point but to, it just like i I wouldn't have ever expected this to happen. And I, I've loved every minute of it. It's been a fun journey. We're going to keep going. But I also would say to anyone else out there, I think this just like goes to show that just because you come up become a mom, if you have like a crazy idea that of something you want to do, do it. There'll be people out there that probably think you're crazy at first and roll your eyes as you're talking about your podcast. But those t- people will also probably in a year and a half or two years be like, it's so awesome how many followers you have. So just stick with it. But just know that like, I don't know. I just think like if there's anything someone takes away from this, go do that crazy thing you've been thinking about doing.
1: Absolutely. Don't look back. Definitely. I know when we first started this, I know I've, I mean, maybe my friends didn't say vocally, but I'm sure they all were like, okay. You're going to start like an Instagram account and podcast. That's cute. You do you. But now look at us now. And we're so happy. So thank you again for, I don't even want to be like, look at us now, bitches, because I'm still friends with those bitches. Started from the bottom now we're here. Um, That would have been a really great QA and if I could have
2: figured out how to like, perfectly placed music yes
1: but thank you so much for listening and i've already plugged in our you know leave us a review give us a little support for our two-year anniversary and then also don't forget us on patreon we already teased it salt lake it's on there we're trying to continue to grow that and just be even more off the cuff than we are on this podcast but you can follow us on patreon.com slash real moms of bravo and please check it out we'd appreciate the support and we will check you all next week
0: you will fail So what? Everybody does. But your gym, your watch, your yoga pants, they pretend you won't. So when you miss a day, eat the pancakes. Give up on a workout? You failed? Seriously, what the hell? We're BODY. We've been a part of that too. But not anymore. At BODY, we're rejecting perfection and embracing reality. Not in a Pizza Monday kind of way. In a loving your whole life kind of way.